0: Hey gang, welcome back to the Egotastic Fun Time Podcast. I'm JP, of course I am. Two, two amazing people I get to chat with here in this episode. Such an amazing time with these two people from the Orville, Mark Jackson and Penny Johnson-Gerald. Mark, of course, plays Isaac, the artificial... Well, artificially intelligent Kalon robot that serves aboard the Orville—that's an entire story. If you don't know it, go and watch the Orville right now on Hulu or Disney Plus. All current seasons are there right now, just waiting for you. And the second amazing person, uh, Penny Johnson Gerald plays Dr. Claire Finn. The Orville needs people like these, and it has people like these. Yes, I'm talking about two amazing people, but everyone that works on The Orville is just a great person. They're the right person. Seth McFarlane put together a great team. Uh, if anything, if anything, as much as you love the show, the the, the biggest accomplishment with The Orville is the people that Seth McFarlane put together to bring us this incredible show. I uh, enjoy it. Don't forget you can support Egotastic Fun Time, the podcast. That's not quite the the name of the the official name of the show. It's the Egotastic Fun Time podcast. I'm having too much fun here, you guys. Uh, You can check out the podcast. You can also support the show on patreon.com. Just, you know, click a link in the show notes or go ahead and uh, just look it up. hey mark how's it going oh it's going well i'm just pressing a few buttons here making sure there we go okay everything's looking good uh i'm so happy to have you here very happy to be here you're the last on my list i have talked to everybody and i'm sure there'll be a few more coming in uh over the weeks but wow mark jackson is here at talk in the Oroville, and everybody has been excited for to hear from you. Uh, uh, Isaac has is just been not only amazing this season, but his story through all three seasons has uh, just been remarkable, I guess we can say. Uh, how has it been for you these uh, over the course of the three seasons? How has it been playing Isaac?
1: Good question. So he he's had an amazing character arc for the last three years or oh, well, the last three seasons. Let's say that it's mm. been like six been, years.
0: Yeah. It's been more than than three years. It's been a long ass time.
1: Um, Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, he's been given the right role treatment really. I've been so lucky to play a character that the Orville has, has made such a, folk, a focal point. And, you know, Seth has been very kind to me in that respect. Yeah. He's, you know, as Seth always says, with sci-fi it's the aliens that are always the most interesting characters because they are so in one sense far removed from us so you can have a lot of fun with them right Mm -hmm. and I think I think that's obviously the case with Isaac um yeah his his journey has been incredible and and my journey with it has been incredible too because you know I mean we started from a position where I had to sort of completely invent this character mm-hmm. uh, I think you know the, the the outfit helped of course but it could only take you so far and then once once we'd sort of got some sort of movement right for him and, and some sort of identity right for him then it was down to the writers to play with with where he could go and obviously his relationship with claire was central to that
0: yeah um well it's um I mean, over the course of the three seasons, it started off with, oh, he's he's a, a, the fun robot guy. Uh, right. Some comic relief. And then it got a little bit more serious. It got, uh, got connected to the children. And it mm-hmm. seemed like there was, oh, there might be something there with, with Claire next season. Wow, was there something with Claire. Uh, but then, of course, there was the betrayal, Isaac's betrayal. Um, and now with season three, it's about coexistence, everyone learning to, to coexist together. And uh, he needs to get people back on his side. Um, yeah. How, how, how is that that journey uh, for think, you this season?
1: I think in many respects, Isaac's character development reflects the tonal development of the show. Um, you know, as you just pointed out in the first season, he's the butt of many jokes. He's mm-hmm. his lack of understanding of human nature is a great source of of humor for the show. Um, which is great, and that actually is still that still um, continues because you know, guess what? He still doesn't quite get humanity, <laughs> and it's part of it's part of his charm. Um, but but also at the same time, as as you know, as his story arc became more serious, you know, with the Kalon genocide and the uh, attempts to eliminate all biologicals and the war, and you know his. Effective betrayal and then saving the day and and as you say going into this season with his his relationship with the, with the children and Claire and yeah I mean it, it his journey does reflect the tonal progression of the show quite nicely actually um, and it, it's been great to play uh, to play that because it, you know a lot of subtlety is involved there because the show has changed subtly and I think I think you know playing Isaac requires a bit of subtlety there as well, particularly when we're um transitioning between him as a robot and as a human.
0: Yeah, um, when he gets to wear his Mark Jackson suit. He, yes, <laughs> I like,
1: yeah. I read that on Twitter from someone and I really enjoyed that. <laughs> uh,
0: well, to me, Isaac is the most human. I mean, he 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 holds up that mirror as an outsider looking in to remind us how we as humans are, just from his observations, the things he doesn't understand. Um, was there any type of, uh, conversation or work that you had to do to, to bring that out to, to, in the character to, to, he just seems the most human to me, even though he's obviously not human, not emotional at all, but I have thoughts on that as well. It's interesting you say that, um,
1: I've not had anyone say that he's the most human to me before. Um, I, you know, I think it's interesting because even when he, I, I play him as a human, I have to make sure that I rein back the, um, you know, rain. Well, apart from the last episode, if you've mm. seen it, but no spoilers. Um, I have to rein back the. Um, it's very hard to say, but the naturalism, yeah. the sort of uh, the human warmth which we all we all have, no matter how um, reserved we are. It infiltrates every way, every way we communicate. And with Isaac, I really have to be careful with that because that is all fundamentally rooted in emotion. And he does not have emotion. So it's very hard. But I think what he does have is, you know, he's very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, looks, he looks at, at you know, humans in a very logical way. And in some ways, it's probably a very good way for us to look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know fairness and and giving everyone a good ch- crack of the whip is 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 what's needed, particularly nowadays. I think
0: um, it, just completely blunt. He's completely blunt at what he yeah. sees. Um, I talked with Penny yesterday, all about the latest episode. I'm, I never miss an episode. As soon as it's out, I'm watching it. Uh, seeing Isaac not only in his Mark Jackson suit, but with emotion. Uh, for the first time, I mean, I love watching you play Isaac as yourself. I, mean, I see no difference. You, you're playing him exactly the same, as far as I'm concerned. I can, it's Isaac to me the the non emotional Isaac, the the innocence that you can see uh, in his eyes. But finally, we get this those those sparks, explosions of emotion. What was it like for you taking this dialogue, uh, applying it to a definitely? Human version of Isaac in this in this episode. Uh, it was such a treat. I spoke to Seth
1: before we started filming season three, and he sort of took me through the the, um, the you know the points of Isaac's journey in that um, in that's in this latest season. And he talked about this episode, and he talks about this scene, and he said the first thing we see in this scene is Isaac's smile, and. You know in his head that was such an important detail, mm-hmm. and it's so interesting because the fans have really picked up on it on social media, and I, I think that's fantastic because I'd sort of forgotten that, um, you know, that was a part of it. I did it, but I kind of forgotten about it. But um, it was so subtle, I and mean, it's such a testament to his writing that that you know that 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 is such a significant point in that um, in that scene. Um, yeah, great. I mean, listen, I'm a I'm a trained actor, I've been acting mm-hmm. for years. Um, I've been acting with all the emotions and my face and everything else for years and years and years before this show. So for me, it was, it was a very familiar challenge to, to, you know, to portray a human being that has emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, what was great about it and so beautiful to portray was that he was so childlike with it. You know, it's emotions for the first time. Yeah. And it's love. And it's fear
0: and loneliness and wonder and protection. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was feeling his entire life all at once in that moment, it seemed to me. Absolutely, is
1: extraordinary. And I think, you know, I had to think, what does this compare to? And, you know, obviously I've never done any drugs, but I imagine that it would be like being very, very high yeah. um, for the first time. Um, and ex- it's a sort of sensory overload coming from without and within, you know, Um, it was great. It was such fun to play.
0: And I really enjoyed doing the transition at the end of the scene where he sort of flipped back into Isaac. And it was like a switch. And I knew as soon as his eyes changed, your eyes changed, uh, I should say, I knew exactly what happened at that moment. I mean, I've absolutely, I felt it. And uh, I never, as a fan, I never expected Isaac to get emotions it never really crossed my mind. But then when it happened, I was like, do I want this? Is this something I want? Yes, I want this. I want this so bad. Yeah. And then it was taken away. Yeah, it's funny because I never,
1: I never expected I never expected Isaac to ever be human, mm-hmm. let alone to have emotions. So, you know, I'm on this journey with everybody else.
0: Yeah, well, I felt I he bit- always had emotions, just an AI type of version of emotions that we as humans might not understand. Uh, empathy, well, this, things like this that. Is,
1: this is the great debate, isn't it? Does mm-hmm. he have emotions? What are his... I think he's, you know, I think he doesn't have emotions in the way that we understand them. And I think what's great about Isaac is he's, he's on his own journey to create what I believe is an emotional understanding. Mm-hmm. A sort of emotion-adjacent <laughs> yeah. uh, function. And you need that if you're going to hang around with biologicals, let alone, you know, get romantically involved with them.
0: Mm -hmm. Plus he's he's able to adapt. We knew that right away. So I was like, okay, he can adapt to these situations, come with, uh, you know, he might not even understand that he has emotions, but I always felt that he he did in some way. Um, What was it like when you first got the role? Uh, What did you understand about Isaac at that time? And what did you do to prepare for it?
1: When I first got the role, I mean, when the, the audition sides came through, it was he's an AI robot life form, artificial intelligence. <clears throat> to be fair, robot was never used. I shouldn't use it myself. Um, he was, I mean, obviously in a full suit. So I knew that when I got the part. Um, the first episode was quite misleading about him, I thought. I mean, there was this whole yeah. stupid racist joke, which... We, Pleasingly, we never developed because it was just kind of daft. Um, I think. I think the first episode showed everyone's presumptions of what a Kalon is, which is fine. Um, so well, I was in London when I got the part, um, and I just finished a West End run of War Horse, mm-hmm. and uh, this part came through. It's completely mad. Go to LA, <laughs> like work with Seth MacFarlane, who. I already loved I, I watch I still do American Dad Family Guy every day I just love mm. it it's like my it's like my bedtime story yeah um uh, don't tell him that that would be really embarrassing if you find oh that. I won't I won't yeah okay good um I'll tell uh, you yeah. don't watch any of his stuff just the yeah order, exactly barely uh yeah yeah hate it hate it <laughs> so then I yeah like, I got the part off a of tape I didn't even have to come and see anyone in person. It was, it was mad. It was all mad. And I get to LA and, you know, I suddenly realized that everyone knows Seth in the cast. I'm just mm-hmm. complete random. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think the first few weeks were pretty nerve wracking. And a, a lot of it was due to the fact that I was having to kind of build Isaac up, you know, from the ground on set. Um, and personally, I feel like that shows in the first season I, I gave him more physicality for the
0: second season and you know um, but it's all a sort of journey yeah well I mean, what speaking of journey uh, now you are a uh, a British actor that finds himself having to live in the United States for a while uh, what was that transition like for you
1: yeah i mean it was it was so cool it was cool it was great the the, the chances of a British actor coming over to the states like i did uh, are so few and far between i was so lucky um and then california los angeles what a place to live um <clears throat> yeah it was good i mean it, it was a little bit hard sometimes my husband and i we weren't even a hu- we weren't married actually at the beginning of it. we got married uh, about three three years oh, i should know this shouldn't i married
0: <laughs> probably
1: over three years ago but not four years mm. and um <clears throat> he he had to keep working in london but travel back and forth yeah it was you know it was it was it was a wonderful wonderful few years i've i've relocated back to london now but um who knows hashtag renew the orville Maybe i like know
0: that's my that was my next thing i was gonna bring up if uh if we get that exciting announcement that we were are all hoping for how excited are you to 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 further the character of isaac in further seasons i'm very excited i mean this journey
1: is not over it can't be. I don't think. I mean, you know, Seth doesn't want it to be.
0: The cast don't want it to be. we
1: we have so many
0: stories to tell. Yeah, and that type of genre where it's it's sci-fi, but it's very human-oriented. It's uh, you know social commentary. You'll never run out of of stories to tell and and give us things right. adventures to go on and learn from.
1: Yeah, it's the it's the Star Trek model. You know, yeah. it's it's. And, and and it can be applied for forever, really. It's, yeah, I mean, as we
0: see with the Orville, it doesn't even all have to be sci-fi. You guys can pick up, it, put any type of genre into an episode.
1: Yeah, that's it. I mean, Seth's really done really well to 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 make that distinction between Star Trek and and the Orville. He, you know, it's it's he's carved a, its own niche for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think you know, it's down to Hulu, down to Disney, or whoever our overlords are, but. Um, and if they, don't, if they don't want it, maybe someone else will pick it up. I feel
0: like the will I is I hope there. they want it. The fans want it. And there's the a lot of fans. Will. New ones yeah. every day. I've,
1: I've been bowled over by the social, um, the social response. And it's so wonderful to hear it. Um, we're very lucky to have the fans. We do. And, you know, let's, let's keep it going if we can.
0: Well, I think Isaac is the one that is uh, bringing out the most emotion in the fandom. Every time people say, "Oh, this one made me cry," it's always because of Isaac. Uh, mm-hmm. Isaac is making everybody cry this season uh, in the yeah. show. He's um, as I say,
1: he's just he's just this wonderful weirdo. I we always love the weirdos because they, I think they either they either represent the people we always want to be, but we're too reserved or scared to be them. Mm-hmm um you know they they represent the kids that we left behind and i i just kind of think you know he does that so well as a character i mean it's it's the writing really but it's a, it's an honor to play him
0: definitely well one last thing i want to say is we are just days away from finally a san, Di- uh, san diego comic con orville uh uh panel uh Are you looking forward to it? Do you have any surprises you're able to reveal or just reveal that there's hopefully some surprises?
1: I'm very much looking forward to it. And listen, every time I go to San Diego Comic Con and do the Orville panel, I get the surprises at the same time as everybody else. So um, who knows? Uh, I'm I'm here already. We're gearing up for a hell of a week. It's going to be intense in all the good ways, I think.
0: Well, I'll be watching. Everyone else will be watching. And hopefully, as the years go by, we'll keep watching new episodes of the Oroville subtitle, whatever they want to call it. <laughs> new Horizons, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the Isaac yeah. show, whatever you want to call it. We're going to watch it. But I want to thank you for, for coming by, talking to me, uh, putting up with my dumb bearded face. And uh, your dumb bearded face. Oh, thank you. I, I love your Mark Jackson face and your Isaac face. Thank you. I'm also sporting a beard in in, uh, honor of you. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) Best wishes to you. Best wishes to your family, to your husband, and to uh, having a great time this weekend. I'll be watching. Thanks very much, man. Thanks a lot. Bye now. Boom. And then it all goes out. (laughs) It all goes out. (laughs) Yeah, it all goes out. All right, you good, Michael? Yeah, I'm all set. Uh, thank you, JP. Really appreciate it. Mark, uh, I'll be with you for the day. So we'll be talking again in about
1: 10 minutes. But uh, thanks, thanks, Michael. For Great. The time, okay? okay, awesome. Cheers, mate. All right, see
0: you all. See you. Today's episode of the Egotastic Fun Time podcast is brought to you by the Egotastic Fun Time podcast. I don't have any sponsors yet except for you guys. You wonderful people who go on to egotasticfuntime.com, Go on to Patreon.com and support this show. I love you. You're the best. Now, uh, why don't you get back to uh, watching the show here. Benny johnson jail's coming up. What? Hi. Hey, how you doing?
2: Great. Look at the mood in the back. Oh, all- I
0: got it all wow. set up for you.
2: Oh, my gosh. You guys <laughs> are wonderful. Oh, whoa.
0: <laughs> Benny, it is so good to be able to talk to you again uh claire has had quite the adventure this season with new horizons (laughs) that is told you (laughs) i know you were right but i i i i I believed you anyways not everyone believed it i was like just wait and you guys were saying just wait and wow it was worth the wait people say that over and over again it's it's it is so great to see the response. How, how has it been for you finally getting to watch these episodes with everyone else?
2: Well, let me tell you, I have not seen the episodes on a small screen. Oh, okay. I have only seen the episodes on a large screen. So <laughs> can I just brag for a moment? Uh, oh,
0: go for have it.
2: have a watch party. And so a group of us, we get together and we it, it's like the drive-in theater. We sit outside on a massive lawn and the screen comes out of the ground and it's huge. And we sit back in our lounge chairs and we watch it like fans. And Aww. so <laughs> that is really exciting. So I'm, I'm, I'm a fan too. And um, I don't know what it looks like on the small screen, but I know that this... This show was meant to be seen on a large screen.
0: Yeah, well, we all watched it together uh, on the IMAX screen.
2: Yes, and that's like you can't you can't watch it any other way. I mean, when we repeat them, I'll 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 sit home in my den and I'll watch <laughs> it on my seventy inch or what is it, eighty five inch, but it won't be that big screen because it's oh, something uh. so fantastic about it.
0: Now, Scott was kind enough to, to invite me to watch it on that big screen with you guys. But I'm like, oh, I live too far away.
2: Oh, my God. Thank gosh. you anyway. <laughs>
0: I'm just glad you guys get together and, and get to in, enjoy it. Um, I do have one very important question I have to ask you from one of my viewers. Uh, it's good uh, from YouTube asks, whose bald head is sexier, Isaac or Cisco?
2: Okay, I own one of the Isaac heads.
0: (laughs) Do you want to admit
1: that?
2: I do. I own one of those. Well, I'll have to tell you. Avery Brooks is just... My heart throbs when I even say his name. So, does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, it does. And I'm hoping that you don't have an Avery Brooks head somewhere in your closet or something like that.
2: No, I don't. I don't. Uh, That's a fun memory. It's in my memory. It's in my heart.
0: Uh, In all of our hearts. Uh, But our hearts are really thumping and pounding, and uh, with Isaac and Claire this season uh from unknown graves when isaac got emotions uh, uh him confessing his love for claire and the family was just it just blew me away i i had tears streaming the entire scene and they went from tears of joy to tears of sadness uh just like that how how was that experience for you uh filming it and watching it and reading it
2: well everything that you went through is what we went through um, as, as actors. And we carefully talked about and plotted, you know, what that line and what that arc is about, because it could not just be about Claire and Isaac. And I'm going to just shorten that. I'm going to call it a classic moment (laughs) Um, (laughs) when, you know, it, it just couldn't be about them having a romantic dance. It had to be about, discovering the whole relationship, having an understanding of that relationship and the possibility of a future relationship. So that's how we were plotting that course in that moment of of dancing. And so it had to be discovering for the first time. And so each of us, we were both like, you know, kids at a park, like which ride do we get on first? Do we swing first, or do we go down the sliding board, or do we get on the monkey bars or the carousel? You know, and 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 so that made it childlike for us, mm-hmm. and that was in the back of our minds to just explore this as though it was a first. Yeah, and um, gratefully, that's exactly you know what what you've received. So I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah. Well, the most beautiful moment from that scene for me watching was when Isaac started uh, confessing how much he cares for Claire's children. How he, 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 he felt regret for not giving them more and he wants to take care of Claire and them. And, and, and really that just spoke to me. Um, and I know the fandom is, all of them have been saying that they were crying uh, in multiple episodes this season, but especially this episode. Uh, what's it like for you to see the response? that that's coming in from people that are being touched by new horizons.
2: Oh my gosh. There are um, tears of joy <laughs> because, you know, that's, that's a heart relationship to sell and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, a, a human and a robot, you know, and it, it's a heart relationship to take seriously because, you know, you have to walk that line because, carefully because it can also come across as the goofiest thing ever I mean who would write that
0: (laughs) we know who (laughs) would write it
2: (laughs) but um because there was something to be said um like those words I literally wanted to take those words and put it in a letter and plagiarize them and then give them to my husband (laughs) <laughs> like I thought that would be like a great romantic night you know to, to do that so I, I am I am just so happy that uh, together with the fans wanting that relationship and um, Mark being able to take those words off of the page and not make them corny yeah. uh, but make them genuine and they would definitely come from the Isaac character and and Claire just being attentive and seeing this love for the first time, I'm, I'm glad it, it, it paid off.
0: Well, the, his entire confession, uh, Isaac's confession to Clara for uh, uh, about his love the whole time I'm, I'm listening to it. Cause I'm going to be getting married at the end of the year. And I was like, thank you very much. And I was like, man, I should put some of these lines into, <laughs> into uh, 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 the, I do part of uh, my get, speech for should.
2: her. That's but, what I, I was going to get married again my mm-hmm. husband and I were going to renew our vows because we've been married for like ever. Yeah, But that's a good idea. You write them down, but please give credit where credit is due.
0: <laughs> I'll say it in the voice of Isaac. I'll do my best robotic, robotic voice. Uh, when the idea of, of Claire uh, falling for a robot, or as we used to say back in the day, a robot, uh, when that was first introduced to you, what were you thinking? When that you heard someone
2: it. lost their mind. <laughs> 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 that well, so I say really Claire
0: lost, lost her mind.
2: Yeah, um, it makes sense.
0: Yeah,
2: it makes sense that you go back to season one uh, because you know it's it's a full circle. And season one, when the the children are lost, and the and the one right there with Claire is Isaac. And to see him even trying from the beginning, if you if you go back, you mm-hmm. know, uh, trying to read a story to the kids, trying to, you know, um, yeah. I'm I'm going to find those kids. He literally physically protecting the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was a spark there. Now, we didn't know where it was going to go because, of course, you know, it's in the mind of Seth and 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 the other writers, but that moment. Penny said to herself, this is someone, you know, man or robot that is really taking care of business in terms of, you know, being a single parent and these children. So be true to that moment because it could go anywhere. Yeah. And I'm so happy that we played it that way because Uh, it makes
0: sense. Yeah, people have been been loving that. And Isaac... uh, is was offering claire right from that episode onward something that you hardly get from anybody is somebody who's actually trying they might not understand while they're tr- why they're trying but they're trying and um yeah i could see claire would re- definitely want to respond to that because and the total so-
2: truth respecting the total truth because he can't do anything but tell the truth he's godlike he can't lie mm-hmm. <laughs> he just tells the truth
0: yeah and the truth is refreshing Uh, One thing I love so much about the Orville universe, even more so now, even though it hasn't really changed uh, the main messaging over the seasons. It's just changed kind of how it's being served up. Uh, One thing I've always loved is the humanity, the human condition being showcased with the show. How how do you think the Orville now in season three is, is a success in that way, showing the human condition and holding up that mirror to us?
2: Um, first of all, I think that, um, in the entertainment business, we would be remiss, uh, not to take advantage of that opportunity for, for, for humanity period. Um, a, a lot of people would like to say, you know, cause we do read that on our Twitter feeds and our Instagram, uh, stay in your lane. You're an actor, you're this, mm-hmm. but guess what? We're people first. Yeah. You know, who exist in this world that we're all striving to keep living and to keep living a good life. And so I think that um, we, are, we are in a place where we have an opportunity, we being uh, Seth and his whole team and us part of that, in presenting the human condition so that people can really take heed and, and think about it. We don't want to answer it for you because we're all individuals, but we really want you to see, to, to, to look inside of that, that this is what it is. And I think that it couldn't be more timely.
0: Uh, coexistence seems to be a big focus this season. And, and it's something that we've been trying to deal with uh, the entire history of humanity right here on this, on this planet, especially now with social media and all of the distractions we have, we're all, Trying to coexist, and even if you're trying, you're still doing it. There's there might be people you don't like out there. You're still coexisting with them right now, as as we speak. Um, how does that? Uh, uh, what does that mean for you with this story for New Horizons? There's so much uh, w- trying to work together and see through other people's eyes. I think it's very important for humanity to to remember to do that sometimes.
2: Well, it's more than very important. It's essential. Like uh, right now, you and I are coexisting. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you weren't interviewing me, I wouldn't be making, you know, answers or thinking of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we are putting, we meaning you and myself with this interview are putting it out there for other people. So we do feed on one another, Mm -hmm. Uh, that that makes us human. Um, I coexist when I go to the grocery store with anyone because because we're there together. We're there for something as common as putting food in our mouths to give us nourishment because the purpose is to be healthy and to feed this thing called a human thing, so that we can And as long as we keep living, we're going to coexist. Mm -hmm. Uh, No no one will be annihilated. I, I don't care what you want, but we're not going to be annihilated and truly i think we're coming to a point where we have to learn to coexist even with animals that we don't normally think we should be coexisting with i mean really this is rare but this is true in my neighborhood you never really see coyotes now you really see coyotes so do we kill all the coyotes or do we go okay this is going to be so at some point we're going to have a coexisting kind of agreement here, how we're going to handle this. So again, it's not just important. It's essential because if not, we'll just die.
0: Yeah. We can <laughs> coexist with coyotes. Just, I wouldn't recommend feeding the coyotes. Absolutely,
2: I mean, a way, There is a way to do that.
0: Yeah. One time I had to coexist back when I lived in Brentwood, um, I was just walking down the street and all of a sudden there was a raccoon. Usually there's hardly any animals in that part of town, and then that, there was a raccoon, and I had to coexist uh, with that raccoon. I was scared to death, but you know, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna bother it in any way. And you know, with the Oroville, they're just trying to, they're just, they're just trying to to do their thing. They're trying to to sh- show us what they want to show us, and the fans want more and more and more. and hopefully, uh, fingers crossed. Ah, uh, we'll get a fourville, a fourth season. if 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 we end up getting something like that, how excited are you or not excited <laughs> depending on on uh, how you feel about it about doing more of this?
2: You know, when I first signed on to the Orville and I understood from the very beginning that it wasn't a spoof that it had the ability to be exactly what it is today. I said even then, a hundred years ago, that was. <laughs> I said, oh i could retire off of the orville because these stories would never cease being you know um,
0: always relevant
2: uh, yeah relevant so um definitely i could do a fourth season i could do a fifth season i could probably do eight seasons
0: someone actually asked if you want (laughs) if if she's okay with doing an eighth season and i was like and Hopefully I would we say get
2: yes. I would say yes. And then some would say, well, Penny, you've been like doing this forever. Well, you know what? I'm going to do this until I can no longer do it.
0: Yeah. Well, I the, the show. The or- we, we all love the Orville. We need everybody to uh, to to come aboard and explore this universe with us. Um, I don't know how much time I have with you today. Um I mean, I could could go all day.
2: Ask your questions until we just stop you. How about that one?
0: (laughs) Okay, we can do that. Uh, Well, if that happens, then I'll say, Penny, thanks for coming by today. I'll cut that in later. (laughs) Um, uh, How how has the journey been from season one to season three uh, for Claire? Like, you know, the way you used to do things then, maybe the way you guys do things now, or has it changed that much at all?
2: You know, we've always been true to the process, um, trying to always give you something that is coming naturally for us. Um, I think that the the only change has been what's happening in the world. We still do things the you know we were doing things this the same way. Um, you notice that we don't use guns a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we, we we don't do that, and that's. I you know, I guess what's happening in the world. Uh, we've always worked long hours. Uh, the pandemic did happen. Yeah, and it it did inform us on how we were to do things, so it differed in that because you know, we buy the book so that we can keep everyone healthy and um And yes, we did do that. I think the change is that we have grown we being the cast. Uh, we have grown so close as cast members that I don't think of us as cast members. We are, um, you know, that old cliche, oh, we're family. No, the Orville, we're, we're, we're really family because we can, we can yell at one another and then still love on one another. Mm-hmm. We speak truth. Um, we help each other. We help each other out. It's, um, this, is a, this is different. And I've been doing this, like I said, for almost 40 years, I've been doing this. And out of all of the casts that I've been with, and forgive me, any casts that the fans are familiar with, the Orville truly is the best. It's wow. the best in that we spend so much quality time together, laughing and joking and crying. And um, I think that chemistry you see on the, you see on the stage
0: Absolutely. or on the film. <laughs> well, there's a stage in there somewhere where the cameras are, 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 are walking around. Uh, the, the pandemic must've really brought you guys a lot closer. Uh, cause you had to go through all of that together. Um, new ways of, of having to, like you said, have, to, having to shoot things. And, um, I, how, how was that experience for you? Uh, having to go through that first off, being told that you're going to be shut down for a little while. It kind of goes and goes and goes and goes. And then you finally make it back. Uh, how was that for you?
2: Well, uh, Mark and I were the first ones to get back. And it was um, it was scary because now we really had to trust one another. We had to trust. We had to trust each other to not go out in the world and party until they kick you out. You know, <laughs> So that you're around and you're exposing, um, we, we became a, you know, a, a, a close group because we weren't going out and we were being careful and we did everything what the way we were supposed to, uh, but we were not there together all the time, which is, which was hard, and on the bright side of it, we all got a little skinnier. Because we couldn't eat while we were on the set,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grubhub just wasn't delivering to the sets on those days.
2: No, couldn't do any of that stuff. So we were very careful, uh, but we were became very respectful of each other's your boundary. If your boundary was um, not six feet but ten feet, we mm. respected that. So we yeah. we did with with each other.
0: Well, one incredibly important thing to Claire and it totally makes sense, is her family, her children. Um, I got to meet um, BJ and uh, Kai uh, at the Electric Sheep IMAX premiere. And I have to say, uh, uh, Kai is just the sweetest, sweetest kid ever. And uh, I just want to know what it's like for you creating this family with the, with the kids to, to be the Finn family.
2: They are exactly how you see them. They are respectful, they are fun, they are still kids. Although BJ now is 18, so he's a tough man. I think he was taller than me. (laughs) Yeah, he'll let you know that. But um, they are so loving and I just, I love them so much. I know they're not my kids, but they're two young people that I truly respect and um, I love supporting them, and I will continue to support them no matter where it is, you know, um, or what it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. I um, I kind of joke around with other people that I know where these kids are on their shows, and I go, You remember, they're mine first. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> As Mama Claire's come, is, yeah. <laughs> stay away from Mama Claire's cubs. Um, I did have uh, another very important question uh, from viewer Norman Welch, who wants to ask, what is your secret to staying so youthful?
2: <laughs> well, you lived long enough. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love him. Okay, you gotta hit me up on uh, Instagram, Norman, because um, th- that's, that's a great question. Um, honesty, really, honesty. I I do work out, um, you know, I've I've done that my my whole life. I am happily married. That helps a lot. Um, I just enjoy life and um, I try to live stress-free, although that is very difficult because I have a large family and we've been through so much. Uh, But um, in one sentence, God first, and then the rest of this kind of happens.
0: <laughs> and many, many more seasons of the Orville. I think, will also help with that as well. Yes. <laughs> well, I actually do have to wrap up here, uh, just because, you know, I'll talk your ear off all day <laughs> and I won't be able to process the video to be uh, too much for my computer. But I want to thank you for coming by today. Thanks for uh, talking to me and talking to the fans and going into a deep dive with the Oroville. Uh, please, please, if if you have any power at all, get them to renew the Orville. Call up Hulu if you can.
2: <laughs> uh, well, though, the powers of the fans, they need to follow all of us and just keep saying someone's listening.
0: All right. Someone's listening, you guys. Thanks, Penny. Thanks for stopping by.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Right, have a great now. day. You too. Bye-bye. Uh... Just had the time of my life. Oh, that was so much fun. Uh, Can't wait to talk to these wonderful people again. Yes, they're wonderful. I've been saying it ever since the beginning of this podcast, which was uh, many, many minutes ago. They are wonderful people. Always a treat to be able to talk to professionals in their field uh, in a human way about what they do. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of like what they do. So it's always good to get some insight into uh, things that other people are doing. I'm not acting right now. I'm not diving into a character right now. And these people are sharing with us what they know, what they do. And uh, here at the Egotastic Fun Time Podcast, we're going to keep talking to people that know about things. That we don't necessarily know about. That's how you become a better person. Is you get some empathy and you 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 learn about what other people are going through, what other people are doing, what other people know. That's just how you do better, as Jay Lee likes to say. Hashtag do better. I'll see you guys on the next episode. The Orville is still going strong in the hearts of Orvillians all over the world. We're hoping for more. Uh, because I think the world deserves more of this. I'll see you guys very soon. Love you. Bye-bye.